Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bad Times Good Stories Podcast. My name is Joe Flanders. I hope you're having a great day. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving if you live in the U.S. If you don't, I hope that you decided to eat a gluttonous amount of food and not feel bad about it wherever you live. It's a joyous holiday, really. I spent it with my girlfriend's family, very nice people. Um, in the past, I've always worn khakis, you know, trying to give off uh, an image like I'm a stable, presentable person. Um, but now that they've gotten to know me, I decided to go with the sweatpants. Much more comfortable on the stomach. And uh, gotta say, uh, the judgments were limited. And if there were any judgments, they were uh, done behind my back, just the way I like it. So it was a great time. And uh, today on the show, I'm very excited to have Hannah Kirby, she is many things. She started her own business called Stable-ish. Stable-ish. They sell a lot of self-help and self-care products that are a lot of fun. I suggest you check that out. She's also been a personal assistant to some of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Um, just a really cool, interesting person. But for the sake of this episode, she happens to be my ex-girlfriend. And I've talked about her on the show before. I broke up with her the same day she met my family for the first time. And we get into it. Uh, she was a good sport. But even more so, we talked about the fact that my best friend and she and her, my best friend and her, my best friend and she, she and my best friend started dating behind my back two years later. And uh, boy, was that a whole mess. So we talk about that and how that also ended really shitty for Hannah. So two best friends fucked over the same lovely girl. And we talk about it. These are some of my favorite episodes, the ones where I talk with somebody I know very well and get into how I was an idiot or a piece of shit. And uh, she was totally game, and it was a really great time. So I hope you enjoy it. If you do enjoy it, consider giving us that five star on iTunes, maybe even writing a review. We got a review, and I will read it now. It is from Mr. Neek, who says, came across this podcast from the Stevie Weeby Show, and now I can't get enough. Your guests have the best stories ever. I had to go check your YouTube to see this kitchen studio you speak about a lot, LOL. I do film in my kitchen, so if you happen to be listening to this show and want to watch it, go to youtube.com slash thejoeflanders. If you're tired of looking at my face and, and you're watching this and want to listen, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and every other way that you listen to podcasts. So thank you, Mr. Neek. You fucking rock. And I appreciate you taking the time to let me know you enjoy the show. You can also check out badtimesgoodstoriespod.com for past episodes, merch, and a link to our Patreon page so you can support me and the show. Uh, that would be a great holiday gift to me. You can also email me at badtimesgoodstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Now, without further ado, here's my conversation with Hannah Kirby. So, um, 
You've been mentioned several times on this podcast. Uh, I've brought you up a couple times. Yes. Um, as I think the biggest asshole thing I've ever done was break up with you the day that you met my family. Yeah. I um, mean, yeah. And I'm really glad that we get to talk about this. Yeah, because uh, I texted you and I said, busted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do you keep talking about me <laughs> on your podcast? And then I, I said, what you did was a dick move for sure. But I mean, nothing can top. Right. Where we will get to. Where we will get to. Um, but yeah. So for the listener or viewer, uh, Hannah and I dated in college, senior year mm -hmm. for like five or six months. Yeah. And you were like my only college relationship. Um first real relationship of any kind. So as a result of that, I didn't know what I was doing and uh, felt insecure about my move to LA and was like, I got to figure it all out on my own. Not understanding that, oh, one of the benefits of a relationship can be you have a partner there to help. And you were also moving to LA. Yeah. Which Correct me if I'm wrong, but your plan was not to move to LA until we, st until we started dating. Yeah, I was going to move... I feel like at that point I was leaning more towards Chicago. Yeah. Um, and honestly, LA wasn't even on my radar. I never even thought about living in LA. I kind of thought the farthest I would probably go is Chicago. Yeah. And or New York. I'm in and stay sure. on the East Coast, but yeah. here I am. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> so. What do you recall about that trip? So we we graduated at different schools, but and then like a week later we drove to Columbus. Yeah. Uh, for my brother's high school graduation. Right. Who's also so awesome. Yes. And sweet, by the way. Yes. He Love is. him. I I agree. Yeah, he's pretty a great. Good dude. Yeah, he is. What do you recall from that trip? Yes. I mean, <laughs> okay, well, just trigger me right away. <laughs> um. Well, we I remember we drove there, and we were there for what three or four days. It was a relatively short yeah, but probably three. trip. Yeah. And I remember, okay, this is, this is the one memory that sticks out. I remember I had never met your family right. before. And like all of your extended family was there. Like your, right. like your grandparents and aunts and uncles and really close family friends. And I want to say it was the day of the graduation party and you just left. Really? Yeah. You don't remember that? No. You just left me there. What? Alone. You were like, oh, I'll be right back. I don't or I don't even know if you told me you were leaving. I was like chatting with somebody and then you were just gone. And I later found out through another party <laughs> that you called someone and we're like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. What do I do? You know, and then you <sighs> left and I, I don't know where you went. All I know is you left and you called somebody, somebody? that we both mutually know. Who did I call? You called uh, my other ex-boyfriend. Oh. And told him. Future ex-boyfriend? My future, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. And he then told me, because I remember recounting the story to him saying, he just like left me with his family. Was I at the house? Did yeah, I you, leave? You left the house. And I think what I asked your hell? mom or something like, where is Joe? Like where, you know, I was like worried because I didn't see you. And she's like, oh, I think he stepped out for a minute and you were gone for like an hour. Oh my God. 
Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Great. Yeah. Awesome. And so then for the rest of like the couple days or whatever, I was like feeling really insecure because I was like, why did you leave me alone with your family? Oh, I felt so uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and I was like, what? Basically, I was like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Well, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you, Joe? <laughs> well, at that point, again, I was so naive and uncomfortable with relationships that I'd never introduced somebody to my family. Yeah, of course. I was just another. And I was, and I think I was super insecure and awkward. I don't know why. Uh, I have no recollection of leaving. I totally believe that I did. Um, because I remember I was sleeping on the couch and you were sleeping in my room. Yeah. Uh, I was in the basement. Right, right, my, right. At that point, my, my mom was so old-fashioned. Now right. I don't think she'd care, but... Uh, didn't want any hanky panky going on in the house, which by <laughs> the tone of things, house. I don't think that was going to be <laughs> on the table anyway. Um, oh God, <laughs> I remember being on the couch and then you came down to the basement and just started crying yeah, and we're like, like, what do you want me here? Which seems like a reasonable question. Yeah. Cause I was like, well, you just left me. So like, why am I even here? Basically? Was I just like weird and distant the whole time? Yeah. Oh God. Ugh. And then I was like, yeah, of course. Of course I want you here. Don't be crazy, you know. Right, of course. Well, that's like the go-to. You yeah. know, like why are... I mean, basically, if we're going to get real, yeah. down to the nitty-gritty, you were gaslighting me. Like, why are you acting crazy? Yeah. Like, nothing's wrong. I'm like, oh, everything's wrong. You just yeah. left me. Oh, God. And I felt bad about it. So then we drove back. Right. And we got, we, so we drove six and a half hours back to North Carolina. We right. got there probably like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, it was really late, I remember. Yeah, you, you, you're staying at my place. We were in my bedroom, and then I basically was just like, I think we should break up. Is yeah, that, and I was right? like, yeah, basically. Oh and I was God. just confused. I was yeah. like, what happened? Like, does your family hate me? Like, <laughs> just of course not true. Do they think I'm a witch? Like, <laughs> You know, I don't know. I don't know what they thought of me. Well, they loved you. And actually, and I will I tell mean, you. I mean, of course they did. Yeah. Well, who wouldn't? <laughs> but I do remember talking to my grandmother a couple months later. I, I stopped off in Cincinnati on my way to L.A. Right. And I was telling her, because at that point, I had had sort of my summer of finding myself or whatever I thought that would be. It didn't go as planned. I also thought maybe I'll, you know hook up with some people or whatever. Yeah, your I was, pray love summer. Yes. Yeah. However, I was teaching a summer camp of high schoolers, so I was only around high school girls. I mean, which, is that such a bad thing? Well, as somebody who, who likes to think they have a moral compass, how I treated you would suggest I don't. Right. Um, it was not so good. Right. I was like, oh, well, these are just... I mean, I was 22, but still, I was like... Uh, well, how old were they? They're like 16. Oh, okay. I thought they yeah. were like 18. Yeah. I That's mean, a little different. Sti yeah. So anyway, nothing happened. Right. I was in Cincinnati getting ready to move to LA. That was when the thoughts first started in of like, maybe I made a mistake there. Maybe. <laughs> and I remember talking to my grandmother in Cincinnati, who you'd met. Right. And she's a pretty straightforward person. And I was like, I feel like I may have been an idiot for breaking up with Hannah. And then my grandmother was just like, yeah, I would agree. <laughs> Like, oh, oh, thanks, my, my lady. <laughs> but to get back to that night, I was like crying. We were, and it was, oh yeah, it was like really dramatic. Like I didn't want, and I was that was uh, from an honest place because that that's the. Fr I was already having these thoughts, and then I don't know why I brought you. 
Right. I was already like, I don't, I was, I don't know what the, I, in my head, it was just this buildup of like, I don't know what's going on in my life and I need to figure this out on my right. own. And, and, uh, I should have just, but I don't, I don't know if I thought like, oh, well, you know, seeing her with my family, that'll like bring us closer together. Right. I don't, that sure. doesn't make any sense. Right. Well, it's like when married people have like they they're like, you know what? Our marriage is falling apart. Let's have a child that will fix it. Right. You know, like every it's like yeah. the last ditch yeah. effort. And it's like, no, that's probably the worst thing that you could do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But obviously you don't know that in the moment. You're right. just trying to figure it out. So, you know. It is uh, what it is. I, here's the thing. I'm perfect. So <laughs> I, I understand that. Um, this is difficult for you. I can't empathize with you because I don't make mistakes like that. So, um, I wish I could, but I will say that I've forgiven you because I have also done some shitty things to you. So, yeah, yeah that's true. So oh, there's that. God, man. Um, yeah. So then that was, so what was that? What was that drive home? Because you ended up staying the night, even though we already had broken up. Yeah. Because it was already like midnight. Right. And you lived like 30 minutes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to remember that next morning. I feel uh, like it was... Here's the best part. This is the best part that I remember. I remember texting my best friend and she and I was like, hey. And it was really... It was like 8 o'clock in the morning. I was like, yeah. I just said, hey. She's like, well, hi. She's like, what? <laughs> well, what's up? And I said... Um, Joe and I broke up. Um, are you home? And she was like, yeah, I'm home. Okay. I'll see you soon. And then like four hours later, she was like, what are you still doing there? Like, come <laughs> home. I was like, well, we're still talking. She's like, there's nothing else to talk about. She was like, just come home. Uh, and I remember we were like talking about, you were like telling me about, you know, I just need to figure out my life and I don't know what I'm doing. And you were like, and I'm moving to LA. I was like, yeah, I'm also moving to LA. Right. Like, I get it. I'm in the same place. Like exactly. I just graduated also. I'm also moving to LA <laughs> and I'm also like a dumpster fire of a human. I have like no <laughs> clue what I'm doing. Like I'm not put together at all. And this, I'm still not. Right. Yeah. And I was like, what are you? And my, and I just remember I, my phone, we would be talking and then I'd hear zzz. <laughs> And then I'd say, hold on a second. And I look down at my phone. My friend's like, in all caps, where are you? ETA 15 question marks. She's like, just come home. Like, what are you guys <laughs> even discussing? What is there to discuss? Because at a certain point, yeah. it's like there's nothing else right. to discuss. And yeah. the thing is, like, sure, if you're like in a long term relationship or married and are like, well, how are we going to divide the assets? Right. Like, how are we going to like do custody with the children? It was like, we dated for five months. What it, we, there's nothing to split right. up. There's yeah. like nothing really to discuss. It's right. just like, cool. This was great. See you later. <laughs> probably in LA. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was just very dramatic. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I, I'm to blame for some of that because well, I'm also, we're both fairly dramatic, fairly. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I'm okay with admitting that. So sure, I think we're both to blame for the drama. <laughs> More so me though, but I appreciate you being kind there. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I'll just, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll just keep it at that. So then flash forward a couple months and I move out to LA. I think you moved out like a month or two before me. Yeah. And, and as I said, even as I was getting ready to make the drive, I was like, Hmm, I may have made a mistake. <laughs> and then when I got to LA and I had like, I thought I was like, 
you know, realistic with like my goals and stuff. I right. had like 50 companies that I called looking for an internship. Right. And like half of them just hung up on me. Sure. A quarter of them were like uh, in six months and then a quarter of them just said no. Right. And so then I was just sitting here with nothing to so do. So you're like, I should call that girl. Yeah. Well, I wrote a script about you as like a way of dealing with it. What? I think it was called Carl Leaves Town. Um, what? I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was sad. So I was just like in LA, had nothing to do. My roommates were getting jobs. I was just home. Like, what am I doing? Right. Um, and then, you know, then it's like, well, I want some happiness in my life, <laughs> which sounds bad, but it was just like, well, she's fine. Everything and, else is a mess. So yeah. let me call that girl. Yeah. Maybe she I can make fucking, my life better. Yes. Selfishly, <laughs> that was probably it. Wow, what a what a pickup! Right, I should I should write Hallmark cards. Yeah, totally. Hey, my life's in the dumpster. You're kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Want to join me in the dumpster together? Yeah. We'll light it on fire. But you had already started dating somebody. Yeah. Uh, and I remember we met up. You know, a couple. I think we met up for like coffee, like yeah. a couple months after I moved out here, maybe. Yeah. And that may have been at the beginning of your relationship with him. Yeah, we yeah we were together, I think, maybe at that point, like a couple months. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, we were kind of, I was, like, I remember sending you a, fa we were talking on a Facebook message, and you said something about your man friend. And I know you, and I know what that means. Right. But in my head, it's like, well, she didn't say boyfriend. Right. Maybe it's just like a casual thing. Yeah, and here's the thing. <laughs> so I Maybe there's hope. Yeah, I said to you, like, on Facebook, like, oh, my man friend and I are going yes. wherever. And at that point, we had been dating for two months, and I knew that we... I knew we wasn't seeing anyone else, and I wasn't seeing anyone else, but we hadn't had that define the relationship talk yet. Right. So I didn't want to call him my boyfriend, but I also wanted to like make it clear that I was seeing, seeing someone, yeah. you know, out of respect for him and out of respect for you. Um, because I don't want to hang out with you and, and then you think, you know, or I leading you on or I'm, I'm right. Leading you astray. Um, did you get an idea that I was kind of, yes, trying because, to <laughs> because I, talked about him so much yeah. when we hung out. I was yeah. like, yeah, his yeah. parents live in Manhattan Beach. Like, we're going to Manhattan Beach together. And um, it's, you know, I I am living with his best friend's girlfriend and we all hang out together. And and you're like, well, how are you adapting to LA? And I'm like, well, it's been really helpful because he's been, because he's from, guy. yeah, because I have this guy that I'm like hanging out with all the time. And I want to say that you were even like, what are you doing for the rest of the day? And I want to say that I said something like, well, I'm probably going to hang out with my man friend at some point, right. but like you were so not getting it. Yeah, or I didn't want to get it. No, you didn't want to get it. Yeah. And I and I remember thinking like how more <laughs> like how what else can I say? Uh, like for you to get it? Like Yeah, I remember I had a party. I told you I was having a party. It was like a sitcom. Didn't have a party planned. I had it just so you would show up. And then but of course I pitched it to you as what? like a casual thing. Like, "Oh, drop by if you want to." And didn't make a big deal about it. So then you didn't drop by because you were probably with your man yeah, friend. Yeah, I was with my man friend. Which would make sense. Right. But I just remember like sitting on the stoop and crying because uh, no one showed up to the party anyway. And I was That's like, so what sad. have I done? I made such a mistake. And it was just like this brutal like, oh, God. <laughs> 
And it was absolutely about you, but even more so, I think it was just the dumpster fire of my life. And just, I was drinking heavily. Like, it was a bad situation. I'm not laughing at you. No, it's you. fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I've had those moments in my life and I get it. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like that just makes me so sad to think, like... I don't know. I just feel like there was a lot of tricks going on. Yes. Like you're like writing this sc- secretly writing this <laughs> screenplay and and I'm like blissfully unaware of all of it. I'm just like carrying on and um as you should be. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, it Aww. was. It was a rough six months. Yeah. And I, then I feel like after that party thing, we kind of just didn't talk for a while. And I wasn't like angry or anything, but it was yeah. just like there's no point and you know, yeah. like I'm not I'm not over this yet and you're dating somebody and Yeah. And then we kind of resurfaced like a year later, maybe. Yeah. I feel like probably I mean, and here's the maybe. thing too. I think when you're dating somebody and it's new and if you're, I think it's a little disrespectful to hang out with someone you used to date. And only that, a couple months previously. Yeah, like yeah. it's not like it had been a year right. or it had been a while and you had also dated other people. Right. Um, Very much not. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you have a girlfriend. You have a girlfriend. Oh, I do. And I'm very single. So, you know. <laughs> I guess the tides have turned. The tides have turned, my friend. So, yes. um so anyway, yeah, we kind of reconnected, and then I feel like it, it kind of got to a good place where we were all in a similar boat. Like, you, I think you were single then, yeah, and I was single. We yep. were still kind of dumpster fire lives. Yeah, oh, totally. A Me, little bit more. Definitely. I moved out of that apartment that I was in, and uh, another friend of mine and I, we got a place, and then you had your own place. Yep. And actually, you helped me move into that place. I did. That's right. Because my boyfriend and I split, and I was living in like a Melrose Place situation where I was living with this girl that I went to college with, and her boyfriend was best friends with my now ex-boyfriend, and the guy that lived next door to us went to college with them, and it was this whole Melrose Place situation. And so when we (laughs) split, it was that was kind of my dumpster fire where I was like, oh, well, I can't live here because you guys are all around and we're not together. So this is kind of weird. Yeah, this isn't like in the sitcom when Ross and Rachel break up and then they still hang out every day. Yeah, no. Like his car would be in the driveway and I'd like get triggered. I'd be like, oh, his car is here. Is he here? You know, and then I would like flip out and I'm like, this is no way. I'm already a mess. Right. This is just (laughs) like, this is not good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I moved and you actually helped me. Yeah. My uh, roommate you, and I. Yeah. yeah your roommate you. and you helped me move. Yeah. And then, yeah, things were kind of in a good place. Um, I think that I think I had had a I had a job at that point. So I was like feeling a little better about myself. Right. And um, still probably not much in the dating scene, but I was kind of over that. And I was like, I'd like to just have a friend. Right. <laughs> sure. Um, and and then we were there. We were in a good place for a while. Until we weren't. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this is when the the meat of this story comes to be told. Yeah. Um, So, uh, so for some backstory, like my best friend in college uh, was, oh, he'd like to have his name changed to Scrody McBallsack. Uh, So either we could, I'll acknowledge that. And then uh, we can either call him Scrody or <laughs> if you'd like to call him I something mean, else. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I think that name is... <laughs> fitting. Fitting. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so we'll go with Scrody. Should we just go with Scrody? Yeah. Okay, Scrody. Sure. So, uh, Scrody for short. Yeah, we, yeah. 
So we were we were uh, really good friends. We we'd known each other since we were sixteen, and um, he left uh, college second year to uh, pursue other things. And we talked on the phone like at least once a week. And then he came out to visit me. We went up to Big Bear, which is like an hour and a half away, because uh, I wanted—I was originally just going to go and write and be sad by myself or something. Uh, a different script at this point. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Good. Um, and uh, and then he was like, "Yeah, I'll just meet up with you." So he did. And then it was around. Oh, it was for my birthday. That was the occasion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. This was like August, and yep. uh, we were at the cabin hanging out. I feel like. I was texting with you because you and a friend were thinking about coming up to the cabin. And that's where you came up. Because I think it was like, we should get some girls in here type thing. Yeah. Um, and I was uncomfortable about that because I was like, well, I don't want you hooking up with Hannah. <laughs> and, and I don't think I should or if she would even want to. So if it's just going to be her friend, I was like, what? I guess you can try for the friend and then Hannah and I could just talk <laughs> or something. Well, here's the thing. My friend it, was dating her now husband. <laughs> so she was in like a very serious relationship and they lived together. And here's the thing. I, if my memory serves me correctly, I think I texted Scrody. Yeah. Um, before. I texted oh, you. Okay. Because you posted a picture of him mm -hmm. and said, like, he's here, Scrody's here in Big Bear. <laughs> and I was like, Scrody's in Big Bear? <laughs> you know, and then I'm like zooming in on the picture, like, okay. So I What think, are you zooming in on? <laughs> like his face. Okay. <laughs> Let's listen. Okay. That's for another podcast. <laughs> Not this one. Um yeah, I think I was like zooming in on his face and I was like, okay, cool. He doesn't look like a serial killer. I think he's, he's probably safe. Yeah. So, and, um, <laughs> wait, so like safe to like, like go hang out, hang out? No, 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 oh, no, not okay, hook up with, okay. but like to hang out with. I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. cause I hadn't seen him in, let's see, this was 2012. So I hadn't seen him since like 2008 probably. Right. Even, I mean, at the latest yeah. 2007, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it had been a long time. Sure. So I was like, well, that might be fun, like to go, but I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So I hadn't seen Scrody in a while. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that would be fun. And I was also in like a, a dumpster fire situation where I was like working at a job I hated. Yeah. Um, I hadn't really been dating. Um, and I don't know. I just thought it would be a fun trip. Yeah. But then also in the back of my mind, I was like carving like scrody hearts, <laughs> Hannah in a heart in a tree. Okay. So you saw the picture and you're like, oh, this is a handsome gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Maybe something could happen here. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Scrody and I were in a film together. Oh, in college? In college. Okay. And we were we in film school. This wasn't a porno. <laughs> In case that needed to be clarified, yeah. audience. Okay, once again, <laughs> that is for another podcast. Sorry, mom. So, um, yeah, we were in a film together where he we were married, oh, and okay. he was like dying from like when he he was like farting radiation and oh, it was yeah, killing him. Right. It was like a really classy film. <laughs> that's right. 
like really top notch. Yeah. I mean, it was like the greatest thing I've ever done. Yeah. I, I would love to have a copy of it. I actually don't even know who made it. Okay. I can't remember. I vaguely remember this. But um, yeah, so we met and we were like friendly, but he had a long-term girlfriend yes. and I was like dating other people. And so it would never, our like worlds didn't collide. And then when he was in, when he came to, L- well, essentially he came to LA. Yeah. I was like, oh, that would be fun to like catch up with him. And I wonder what he's up to. And, you know, how has he changed since we did this radiation movie together? And so, yeah. So So you were texting with him that night. Yeah. Which would then make sense because then he asked me, hey, you think it'd be cool if (laughs) I like, I don't remember his exact phrasing, but he was basically like, is it cool if I make a move on Hannah? (laughs) And then I was like, nah. I'd prefer you not to do that. You're in LA. There's a lot of people. You know, that's just I no. Yeah, you're like, yeah, no. Which makes more sense if I knew that he was already t- you guys were already kind of texting. Oh yeah, we were like full on texting. Yeah. <laughs> like full on texting. Like I was like, okay, on my way. I'm like an hour out. See did you. Did you soon. come? You did come, didn't you? Yeah. Did you bring your friend? Yes. No? Yeah. Oh my God, I forgot about this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my friend came and Scrody was sleeping. I think like he was like on the couch or something. And there were like all these beds, I remember. Right. And I remember thinking, why is he sleeping on the couch? (laughs) Probably out of respect for me or something. No, totally. Yeah. Like, because I was like, because at the by the time it was time to go to bed, we were all kind of like, where should we sleep? And I think we were in, my friend and I were in a room with like two twin beds, but there was like, another room with a bed and and right. Scrody was like, oh, I'm just going to sleep on the couch. And I remember thinking that's so bizarre because yeah. he was also flirting with me. So I was like, <laughs> that's weird. Like, I wonder why he's not. Were you guys flirting in person? Was I just oblivious to this? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. Right. Because I remember when, when I got back in the car to drive back to LA with my friend, yeah. she was like, oh, so like, when are you and Scrody going to like make this official? <laughs> She's like, you guys are like flirting. Oh, so And hilarious. I was like, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of weird because he's friends with Joe and. Well, again, because he was only visiting too. Yeah. And he and I was like, he lives in another state. Yeah. This is it like. On the other side of the country. On the other side of the country. <laughs> yeah. Like it, this is, I was like, listen, I know that we are probably flirting, but realistically that will never <laughs> happen. It will never happen. So flash forward a day. <laughs> gonna show <laughs> 24 hours later this will never happen 24 hours no, i later. really did i was like this yeah. will i mean as i was driving i was like that yeah <laughs> we'll never date it's not realistic yeah so i was supposed to take him to the airport or something right and it was like an early morning flight and then he said he was going to go meet up with because he grew up in la Right. So like the first yeah. like 13 he, years of his life. Yeah, he did. So he was like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with a friend. Now I'm guessing that was you. Yeah, that was... <laughs> he was like never with his friend. Okay. Ever. Okay. Yeah. And so maybe it was a late afternoon flight or something. So I was stressing out because he wasn't back yet. And I was like, hey, man, I got to get you to the airport. Right. Oh, I know. Because he was... T- you were... Te- I-, <laughs> I know all of this because we were together. <laughs> and he was like, oh, Joe's texting me. I forgot to tell him that like I'm with a friend. I was like, oh, Perfect. <laughs> Great cover. 
I mean, it was decent because, again, he grew up here. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then I just thought it was some irresponsible friend. I was like, God, he's probably drunk somewhere or something. I got to go pick him up. And uh, wait, so where did you guys meet up? Oh, that's a whole. Okay. So I text him and I say, hey, hope you had a great trip in LA thinking that he was, was already gone. Right. And like any true good love story, we met at a dive bar in Silver Lake. <laughs> at what, noon or something? Oh, no, this was at night. Oh, it was at night. Okay. I was also wearing these like <sighs> knee-high black boots yeah. that I had gotten at Banana Republic because I used to work there. And this like dress with this like weird like back cutout, I remember thinking like, yes. Like, I look awesome. Yeah. And, yeah, so he, so basically, he, I texted him and said, hope you had a great trip. And and I was, like, definitely pursuing this. Right. I mean, this was okay. definitely on me. Like, yeah. I was, he, I, I honestly don't think he would have, he was going to do anything because he hadn't texted me. I was the one that texted him and said, okay. hope you had a great trip. And he said, actually, I um, decided to stay for, like, a couple more days with, and, um, at that point, I think he was staying with you maybe. Yeah. And I said, Oh, that's, and I was like, Oh, that's cool. He's like, actually I'm in Silver Lake because he grew up in Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm in Silver Lake at the bar. Do you want to meet me? Yeah. So I said, okay, sure. Like fully knowing that it's like just the two of us right. in a dark bar where we're both drinking. Yes. I mean, what else do I have to say? Right. <clears throat> so I knew what I was getting myself into for sure okay so that was the night before he was going to leave i think yeah that would oh yeah sense. i think he was he... supposed to leave the next day right and then yeah because he told me he was gonna hang out with friends so he ended so you're at the bar and then okay so <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna kill he's gonna kill me <laughs> okay so we get to the bar I get to the bar. He's already there. He's like definitely drunk. He's like been drinking. And I think he was with, he was actually with his friends. Oh, he actually was? Yeah. Okay. He was like with his friends yeah. from, grow- from growing up. And the, either they were still at the bar, but the, he had been there for a while drinking and hanging out. And yeah. so I, um, so I get there and we like lock eyes and we just chat. He's like, oh, hey, good to see you. And I'm like, yeah, you too. And, and he's like, um, pretty quickly says, oh, I'm going to run to the bathroom really quick. Do you mind watching my drink? And I was like, yeah, sure, of course. So he runs to the bathroom and then he comes back out. And then like five seconds later says to me, like, I I know I shouldn't do this, but can I kiss you? And, and I said, oh my God, Joe's going to kill us. <laughs> and, but we did it anyway. <laughs> But the best part of this story is I later found out that the reason why he went to the bathroom is because he threw up. (laughs) (laughs) I think because he was so drunk. I don't know. Yeah. So I, so that's disgusting. So like, if that's not, (laughs) if that doesn't set the rest of this story up, (laughs) I don't know what else will. I mean, that's a pretty significant start. Did of, it taste like vomit when you no, kissed him? No, I, I... Did he have a mint or something? I don't know what he did. <laughs> okay. I mean, he was doing some voodoo magic in there. Sure. You know, I mean, I yeah. don't know how... I, I'm i disgusted. The whole thing is gross. Right. But yeah, so that's how... That's how this love story began. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. So then what? You guys went back to your place? So we were like drinking. Spent the night. We were drinking and like talking and then I think he said something like do you want to go back 
to your I, one of us, you know, one of us said, let's go, let's hang out more. Yeah. And it wasn't that late. It was like maybe midnight. Yeah. And so we went back. Um, yeah, we went back to my apartment. And I mean, I'm not, we're not going to discuss anything no, that's fine. Yeah. that happened in my apartment. But yeah, so he went back to my apartment. And then the next morning, I want to say I had to get up to go to work and he was supposed to go to the airport. Yeah, I was supposed to yeah, take him to the airport. And so he was I'm like, sure. I'm not going. <laughs> and that's when I'm texting him saying, hey, where are you? Yeah, like, I need where to take are you to the airport. Yeah. And he's, yes. like, he's like, I'm not, he's like, I'm not go. I mean, this was like the most fucked up Romeo and Juliet <laughs> shit. He's like, I'm not going. And I was like, I, you're not going, you know, after we'd been together for 24 hours and just kissed after he vomited. Like, I was like father Montague here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I'm in the way of this. So that it brought you closer together. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm supposed to get on a plane and Joe doesn't want us together. And <laughs> no, to I mean, that's what it felt like. It felt like it was like us against the world. Like it was like, we, we weren't supposed to be together. Yeah. It was like not the best timing, but we didn't care. We were just so in love that we didn't care who it was going to affect or what it was going to do to anybody else. And so he, he like canceled his flight and was like, I'm going to stay for as long as I can with you. And I was like, perfect. And I think he told me, oh, I got a ride to the airport. I think that's what he told me. Yeah, My he, friend gave me a ride. Yeah, he must have either said... His friend gave him a ride. But I do know at one point we devised um, a plan that we were going to tell you that um, Scrody was going to Portland. But really, he was just like in my Crenshaw Boulevard apartment. What was it? Why Portland? What was going on? I don't Portland? know. We just like thought we were like <laughs> Portland sounds legit. But he had a job. Okay. All right. Whatever. <laughs> so that was the plan. Joe... Scrody is going to Portland. Yeah, so Scrody was like, I'm going to tell Joe I'm going to Portland. And I remember thinking, that is the smartest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to work. You should totally tell him that. That's so, perfect. Okay, so all of this is happening the day of my birthday. Mm -hmm. And then that night, we go to the dark room. Right. right? Yep. Okay. So... So we go to the dark room. And, you know, it's it's my birthday. Um... You never want to be alone on your birthday. Well, I mean, who does? Yeah, exactly. And so I definitely... Uh, I'm trying to remember. I feel like part of me... And, the, you know, it's weird. Even when we were, you know, hanging out regularly and friends and stuff, there is a part of you that's just like, well, maybe. Maybe yeah. it'll happen. Right. You know? And so I know that that was kind of my mindset. That's where I was at mentally. Where right. I was like, I'm totally fine being friends, but maybe. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> so it was the night of your birthday, and we were like, w what are we going to do? Because we were like, <laughs> we had already moved in together <laughs> 48 hours later. I mean, seriously. I mean, this it was so dramatic. He was like, I'm going to like, after this election is over, like, I'm going to come to LA. And I was like, of course you are. And then we're going to get married. And he's like, yeah. And then you're going to like... We're going to, like, merge our credit and, like, buy a home. You know, it was, like, You were talking like that? I mean, it was, like, pretty... What was it? Like, about him? Yeah. Honestly, I think... I think I was so miserable in L.A. at that point. Yeah. And it wasn't... It wasn't L.A. I, I obviously came back to L.A. and I love L.A. But L.A. is a tough city to yeah. live in. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think it was just refreshing. I think... 
I definitely thought he was smart and he is smart. And I don't know. We'd known each other for a long time. Right. And I just felt like I, I felt like I knew him, even though right. I didn't. It was like fo literally 48 hours. And I'm just like, this is it. Like, I'm we're going to get married. Um, like, I remember one time we talked on the phone and he said something like, there's nothing about you that bothers me. Like, I like I don't understand how you're so perfect. Like, I just love you so much. Like, you're just so like you're like my dream woman. Yeah. You know, and that's how we would talk to each other. Well, and I'm sure that felt really good. Well, of course. Because you know, like, like, yeah. Getting because that. I was like, wow, this guy really likes me. And um, he was giving me attention and, you know, and vice versa. I was giving him attention. So. So how aware were you that this was? Well, I don't even know if I want to ask this because it's not like how aware were you of the moralities of doing this behind my back v very much so okay i mean uh, most <laughs> of our conversations revolved around how do we get how do we deal with this because at we did we were so sneaky and we lied to sneak around right. and do this but at the same time looking back in hindsight i we lied because we were so petrified right. of hurting your feelings, like truly petrified of hurting your feelings. And so we were like, well, we like each other and, and we're hanging out, but what about Joe's feelings and what do we do? So I think we both collectively were like, we're just going to have to, we just made the executive decision to lie to you because right. I, we didn't know what else. I mean, what else were we going to do? Like come to you and sit you down and say, Hey, well, and it's also, a weird situation where it's like, as an ex-girlfriend, you don't owe me anything, you know, but right. as a friend, but you're, it's like, you're, we're friends. Yeah. And I made it clear to like, I'd prefer you not right. to do that. No, exactly. You know? So, uh, anyway, yeah, I was just curious. No, okay, and, and so, he told me that, I mean, he okay. was like, I mean, that was something we discussed, like, what are we going to do? This is terrible, but we've already, because when we went to go hang out at that bar, it, it was just, it honestly was just kind of spontaneous. He right. texted me. I showed up 20 minutes later. And then it's not like we had this whole plan devised that we were going to meet up behind your back. And Right. Yeah, you were just two people who were into each other. And yeah. then I was kind of in the way of it. You, I wouldn't say you were in the way of it. You, But you were a factor in it, certainly. Right. Because we, like, we didn't want to hurt your feelings. Sure. And we both felt really guilty about it. Yeah. Um, so did you show up to my party together? Or did you do? Oh, yeah together. Oh, I thought you might have like one comes in and then another comes in. Well, so, so we, as we were driving to the, to the bar and we were parking, I was like, well, what are we going to do? There's other people there that if they see us walking in together, they're going to be like, so I remember we, <laughs> we made up this story that we obviously didn't come together, but we ran into each other on the, on the uh. sidewalk and then just walk. So I remember your friend said to me, he was like, come here. Why are you here with him? That's so wrong. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, you, he was like, you guys are hooking up. And I was like, no, we're not. What are oh, you talking about? Oh, he nailed it. He nailed it. He knew. And uh, he was like, you guys are hooking up. I know it. I and know I was like, talking about. no, 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 we're really not. Like, <laughs> no, I just ran him to ran into him on the sidewalk. He's like, he's rubbing your back. Like, <laughs> like so not discreet. Like he oh, was like, God. he just bought you a drink. And I was like, he's just a nice guy. He just bought me a drink because he's a nice guy. Okay. And he's like, no, he's buying you a drink because you guys are like hooking up and I know and I know you are and he totally cornered me and I remember like looking at Scrody like 
oh no, our cover is blown. What are we going to do? And then like the whole night we were trying to like not be near each other, but then like we would lock eyes. Right. And then I remember he texted me and said, um, how are we going to leave? Right. You know, because obviously we came together and yeah. what am I going to say? I'm going to go. And then he says, yeah, me too. Right. And we both walk out together Ugh. and we were so, and and we were so scared of you finding out, but you were so unaware, like yeah. completely. I mean, we were like, we were trying to be discreet, but we were like sitting together and then he would buy a drink and then I would buy a drink, like clearly together. And right. everybody in that room knew. <laughs> Except for me. Except for you. Oh. Everybody knew. I mean, people, and like, I had like three people oh. come to me, like one girl in the bathroom was like, are you hooking up with him? <laughs> Oh, God. And she was like, how long has this been going on? And I'm like, how do you know? She's like, it's so obvious. Oh. So, yeah. So basically my acting career was really taking <laughs> off. I'm a very good actor. So, um, yeah. So you had no idea at no. all. N none. No. No. Nope. I was still thinking maybe you and I would hook up. I, I know. I know. And like you were like... <laughs> You were like, how's it going? Oh, and I remember God. being like, good. Oh, my God. And I would like look at look at Scrody and lock eyes with him. And, <sighs> and it was just like painful. Like so yeah. painful. And we were trying to like be there to support you. And <sighs> and then we were and then I was like, oh, my God, he has no idea. Ugh. It was pretty terrible. <laughs> pretty terrible. I'm such a moron. What did how did the night end? Well, we had to leave yeah. at some point and we were leaving together. So, <laughs> so I decided that I was going to walk to my, I was going to say, you know, I'm so tired. I'm going to leave. Yeah. And I was going to walk to my car and then I was going to sit in my car for about 15 minutes or so. Yeah. And then like 15 minutes later, he was going to text me and say, okay, now I'm leaving. Yeah. And then he was going to leave and obviously walk to my car. <laughs> but here's what happened. Okay. So I say I'm leaving. And yeah. I'm like, bye, Joe. I'm leaving. I'm uh -huh. so so tired. I got to, you know, yeah. got to wake up early. And I walk out, <laughs> walk out of the bar and you like start chasing me. Oh, no. Like, what's that guy's name? The, like, oh, Olympic God. runner with, like, one leg? Oh, I don't know. But you were, like, like you were, like, an Olympic athlete, like, oh, running, no. like, so fast. And one of our mutual friends was, like, Joe, stop, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, you have oh, to let God. her go. Oh, God. Like, let her go. I'm and, such a creep. And and Scrody was, like, watching the whole thing. Oh, God. I feel so, like, such an idiot. And <laughs> a creep. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> Oh, no. And I'm like, and so this went on for like a while. What and so I? you were on the street somewhere and I could hear you talking to our friend. And I was just like sitting in my car. What was I saying? Down, just like, oh, no, I need to find her and talk to her. And he's like, no, you don't. You need to stop. You need to go back in the bar. Like you're no. Was this the same friend that like called you out? For, no, this is okay, a different somebody friend. else who didn't know the. No, he knew. Oh, he I, knew everybody too? knew. Everybody knew except everybody for me. Everybody knew. Oh, God. And so he was like, you have to like just let her go. <sighs> well, you weren't in the bar, so Scrody thought it was safe to leave. Yeah. Because I I don't know. He probably just thought you were somewhere else. And as he's walking to my car, he runs into you. And you're like, <sighs> and he's and he, you're like, where are you going? He's like, oh, my friend is picking me up. And you're like, let me walk with you to meet your friend. Oh, <laughs> and he's like, no, no, it's cool. And so <sighs> then I ended up having to like hide in the car. <laughs> 
And I, I can't remember how he got you to not go to my car. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, this is all a blur to me. Yeah. And then the best part is you texted me the next day and you were like, that was all like, that was awesome. Like what an awesome night. Like you had no recollection oh, no. of any. And I'm just like, I mean, to be honest, I was like laying in bed with, sure, you, you know, scrotty. Oh, and you like my phone goes off, and he's like, "Who's texting you this oh, early?" God. And I was like, "Oh no, we're such assholes!" Oh. Like, felt so, just felt terrible. Oh. And I remember, um, scrotty called one of like our mutual friends and said, "What do I do, man? Like, this is such a crazy situation." Like, and I remember he said, "What would you do?" And the guy said, "I would never do that." So I don't know what to tell you because I'm not a dick. <laughs> so that's where this like Romeo and Juliet thing came from, where it felt <sighs> like it was like the two of us against everybody else because everybody was like judging us for being together because everybody knew it was going to hurt your feelings. We knew it was going to hurt your feelings. But instead of like confronting it head on like adults, yeah. we were like lying to you and saying that he was in Portland. Like yeah. that's insane. That's ridiculous. That's yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is such a cringeworthy story because it was so clear that I was like still into you. Oh yeah, and like no, and had no clue about. Scurry. And I think the other friends must have known that it was going to hurt me because I'm sure I'd talked to them. No, about you, you did beforehand. Like, oh, you know, like I'm happy yeah. being friends, but I'd love for something else to happen. Right. You know, like yeah. Oh. So that's why he chased after you because I he I think he knew that. We were together, and when you ran after me, I think he was like, "I gotta save this guy. This yeah. poor guy is like running after this girl, who's clearly not into him, and is also into his best friend." <laughs> oh, I mean, when you put it like that, it's such a dick move. It's well, such a dick move. It is, but at the same time, like I've kind of become a firm believer of like you got to do what makes you happy yeah on some, i mean it, it's a dick move and you kind of got to just acknowledge like well this may sever this friendship yeah but but, but th and that's how i felt i was like i really thought i was like this is the guy for me yeah and we were talking like that like we're gonna move in together we're gonna you know we're gonna like do this for real and he like told his parents about me this is after like three days oh yeah and on the third day he, <laughs> on the third day, we were laying in bed and he was like, you know, I have to go back, you know, soon back to my home. Yeah. And I was like, I know, I mean, it's just really sad that you have, you have, you have to leave. And he's like, yeah, I know, but we'll like stay in contact. And I'm like, but will we? And right. I was like, how do I know? Right. And also a giant red flag is his response was because I love you. But like in a question, <laughs> like not a statement right. at all, like yeah. a full on quest, like, I love you. Like, <laughs> is that the right thing to say to like keep this girl hanging on? You know, and I'm just like super lonely and insecure and like in a dumpster fire situation. So I'm just like, you do. This guy loves me. This is it. You yeah. know, and I'm like calling my friends and parents yeah. saying like, this is it. I found the guy for me. We've been together for 72 hours and we're, we're getting married. Like I'm probably going to have a baby next year. So yeah. So, so that is, that's how we felt about it. I mean, I can't speak for him, right. but I know I was like completely infatuated with right. him. And I just thought this was it. So how did I find out? I'm trying to remember. So 
you found out because I was seeing this therapist at the time and I went to go see her and I, and so I'd seen her like on a Wednesday and was probably like crying about how lonely I was. And I was like, I'm going to leave LA. And I just, you know, like I'm just lonely and sad and I don't know what I'm doing. And then literally the next week she was like, so what's going on? And I was like, well, um, I have a boyfriend. (laughs) He's moved in. He lives in another state, but he's coming back. (laughs) Oh, and we're in love. And she was mortified. I mean, she she straight up told me. She was like, this is a terrible. She was like, I'm not supposed to tell you what to do, but please, this is a terrible <laughs> idea. And I was like, no. And I said, I respect your, I, like, I remember I was such a smart ass. I was like, I respect your opinion, but I'm choosing to not listen to this one because you don't understand another person pulling you apart. Yeah. Like, and so that's how it felt. Like everybody was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Everyone was speaking logically. Yeah. And, and, we like, were ah! like, and we were like, no, 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 you guys don't understand. We're like connected. This is it. We're so in love. We'd been together for 72 hours, <laughs> 72. And I was, first off, I was so sleep deprived the whole time we were together that 72 hours right, because yeah. we were just like up talking and then we'd go out to the bar and and then I had to wake up really early to go to work and so I was I was running on like no sleep and so I go into this like woman's office like completely sleep deprived like telling her I'm like basically gonna marry this guy strung out or something. oh no totally like just like like a garbage person yeah. I just showed up as a garbage person and and she was mortified and I said and on top of it he's best friends with my ex boyfriend. <laughs> And she looked at me and said, look, this is insane. (laughs) But if you're going to do this, which you are, because you've made it clear that you're not going to listen to me. So as I watch as a bystander, this explode, um, you know, she was like, what do you owe anything to your ex-boyfriend? I said, well, we're friends, you know, like we're friends. We hang out. We've, we've known each other for I mean, at that point, we had known each other for, what, six or seven years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I said, I, I, I do owe him something. And she said, yeah, but it's just, here's the thing. There's no way to tell him that's going to be easy. It's going to feel really shitty regardless of how you break it to him. So, um, and I told her, I was like, and I also think he's maybe interested in me. And I, like, feel terrible that this is happening at this point point in time it's not like you had a girlfriend and you were like yeah that sucks but whatever yeah yeah so she said she said to me she said um i think your new boyfriend yeah you know and almost fiance she was like (laughs) um i'm still waiting on my ring um (laughs) she said i think he needs to call joe and explain to him what's going on and just tell him very bluntly without emotion and just let him know um because she was like once you start bringing emotions into it and and if you if there's a debate on whether or not you guys should be together you know i think we were worried that if we told you you would say like look i know you guys like each other but like this is really hurting my feelings and i'm not cool with it because at that time we really believed that we were like super in love right that makes so much sense because i I, somebody maybe one of my friends from the party was like tipped me off or something. I feel like there was some ambiguity of what was going on. Right. I think also your stories weren't adding up no, and all that stuff. No, of course not. Because I remember getting, I think I, I left him a voicemail maybe and was, or he, <laughs> there was some like, hey, what's going on? 
And then I was like waiting for his call all day. Right. And I remember I was standing on a tree that had the, um, or not on a tree. But you were standing on a tree? <laughs> no, no. I was standing on the sidewalk next to a tree where all the um, roots were protruded like out of the ground. Right. Sure. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I remember this. Well, I guess I do. So he finally calls me and I pick up and just stop walking and I'm on these roots. And then he just says with no emotion, Hannah and I are in love. I, I'm, I don't know exactly what he said. Hannah and I are in love. We're dating. Um, we've. I lied. I, I didn't go to the airport. I'm not going to Portland. <laughs> you know. It's so uh, insane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, that's just how it's how it is. It was very blunt and cold, <laughs> yeah. which now makes sense because yeah. that's what your crackpot <laughs> therapist said. Yeah, don't have any empathy. Don't do that. Just be a total asshole. No, about she. It. I mean, she. <laughs> I mean, we discussed it the whole time. Like, and she, that's what she told me. And I remember I came home and said that he was like, I've got to call him. Like, what do I, he was so worried. He was like, what do I do? I'm so scared to do this. Yeah. And he like, he, I remember he called a couple people and was asking for advice. And I'm sure they were all saying, we wouldn't do this. Yeah. No, everybody was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I, and, and here's the thing too. We're also like completely opposite people. So when he was asking people like, what should I do? They were all like, what? Like you're dating Hannah? Like that makes zero sense. <laughs> like I, I think somebody said to me or him, like, what do you guys have in common? And we really didn't have, it was like we didn't have a lot in common except for the fact that we liked each other and i'm assuming he was like also attracted to me i yeah. think we were just like attracted to each other right your your qualifications were you were attracted to each other you'd known each other not well may i add no. for like five years right but there was like you know it feels like oh i know this person yeah totally. we did a movie together five years right ago. right a short film so a one day shoot right um and then also i mean i remember talking to him because yeah he was in politics he was in a city that is not his own home he was talking about his sort of loneliness and frustrations right. with you know, just always being on the road and stuff. So it seems like you were both just kind of sad and lonely and totally, miserable. Totally. You had enough of a connection to bring it together. No, totally. Um, and I remember the root thing on the tree because when he told me that, I tripped on the root and just fell down. <laughs> because I was like, what? <laughs> were you really? You had no idea? No. I mean, I think at that point, again, somebody had sort of tipped me off. That so like, I knew something weird was going on. <laughs> of course. Because nothing was adding up and it was, you know... Um, but it just, the, the, the coldness that he told it, it just like, that was what hit me in the face. Yeah. Cause it was course. like, what, like, what is going on here? Sure. Uh, and then I think I was just like, well, all right then. Right. And then we just didn't really, I think that kind of ended it for a while. Right. We just didn't talk. Yeah. And I, I don't think so like, at all. Furious. And then dealing with like, do I have a right to be angry? Yeah. You know, I definitely am angry with him cause he'd specifically asked and I said, no. Right. Um, that's when I was juggling with like, well, you know, whatever. I mean, I broke up with her. It's not like we were in a relationship at all. And at that point it'd been two years since we dated. Right. And, but then also like as a friend, I was like, well, fuck that. Cause like, what, this isn't how you tell these things. And then I think, I think the fact that I didn't hear anything from you. Yeah. Is my recollection. No. I think that annoyed me. Right. Because my therapist was like, don't right. engage with this guy. Right. Like yeah, if yeah, you yeah. guys are together, like she basically was saying to me, like, if you guys are going to be together, you have to be together. And as a team and you have right. to like, think about, you have to like make a game plan together. And if the game plan is to like, tell everybody that you're together and make a boundary and say like, we're not open to your opinion. 
Like we're just going to do our thing. Right. And so that's kind of what I was sure. going off of. And also I was like petrified of talking to you right. because I felt terrible. Cause I, I did. I was like, this is such a shitty, this is such a shitty situation. And I, I think what felt the, gr- the worst was like the sneaking around and right. lying and like yeah. coming. And obviously we were terrible at it because right. we were like talking about being in Portland. And then he's like, yeah, don't worry about taking me to the airport. And like at one point he was driving my car and I remember he came to your apartment and like <laughs> parked. He was like, I was like, be careful. Joe knows what my car looks like. <laughs> and so he's like, don't worry. I parked it like four blocks away. And so he was like texting me saying like, still walking, (laughs) still walking to Joe's because he parked like five minutes away. He probably went to like go get his stuff or something or who knows. I think he went to go get his stuff because then he brought it back to my place. And then I was like, yeah, so we're just going to like move after this election is over and you're done with this campaign. Like you should totally move to LA. Like, and he was just like, well, I was already planning on it. So, cause yeah, that was, cause that was, that was September. And now we can kind of, so that was September. The election was over in November, obviously. Right, sure. So then he moved back here in November. And I feel like you and I may have met up for coffee right. in between then yeah. or something, but I think we've, we've covered my involvement with this. Right. So let's just go from there. So while he was back on the campaign trail, I assume you guys were talking regularly yeah. and all that stuff. And so then when he came back out here, yeah. what, where to go from there? So I flew out. Um, to meet him. And then we drove across the country together in his car. Oh, after the campaign, right? After okay. the campaign for him to move in, into my apartment. Right. Cause I mean, why wouldn't we do yeah, that? You're in love. You're getting married. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Still waiting for my ring. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we drove across the country and I remember I was so furious at him because as we were driving we, I mean, I don't even think we had left the state yet. And he got a phone call and it was a guy and he had, a, he put it on speakerphone and the guy was like, Hey man, like, what are you doing post campaign? And Scrody said, Oh, I don't have any, you know, I don't have anything lined up because it's, it is similar, um, to the life of somebody that works in film right, or music. Freelance stuff. Yeah, it's like, like freelance. Once the gig's like, done, you gotta, yeah, yeah, like you've got to find another one, which right. I definitely I understand and identify with. And I also understand that um work living that kind of lifestyle means you might have to move or you might have to travel. So it's not like I'm crazy. I was I'm crazy about needing someone to be in the same city with me. We did long distance for two, two months. three months. Yeah. So so we're driving back to LA, we hadn't even left the state yet. Yeah. And he gets this call and the guy's like, hey, what are you doing post-campaign? And he said, oh, nothing. I'm actually moving to LA with my girlfriend. And he said, well, um, you know, there's a bunch of campaigns going on in Detroit and um, the city is essentially paying people to move there. Are, would you be interested in working in Detroit in some capacity or another? And he was like, actually contemplating it and he was supposed to do this in like a week so he and he looked at me and said do you want to move to detroit and i was like i don't want why would i want to move to detroit it's not like he said somewhere lovely like charleston or you know or new york city or some detroit michigan (laughs) what am i going to do in detroit if you have to pay people to move there i don't want to be i don't want to be a part of it right you know I, i want nothing to do that and i was furious i was furious at the fact that he was like so willing to just give this guy a maybe i'm like no no no, that's not a maybe right 
Like, you're moving to LA with me. Like, what? And that's kind of when I realized, oh, this is, I don't know how much I can trust this guy. Right. Like, I don't think, I was like, we're still going to get married. <laughs> and like, we'll need like couples counseling early on. But, you know, I, I, I remember like that was a giant red flag. Because I just felt like he was not, like he he was committed, but also not. He right. had like one foot in. Right. But one foot out. Right. And I had like both feet, my both my arms, my entire body. Yes. In and was like 10 feet underwater. Right. You know, I was like very in. Okay. So, um, yeah. So we drove across the country and he, and he like fully moved into this like shitty apartment I was living in. Right. And I was like, this is it. This is it. And I, and like, I remember like thinking like, is he going to like carry me in, you know? <laughs> Into my like shitty Crenshaw <laughs> yeah, apartment, yeah. like is like this is how love stories end. Right. I really believe this is the happily ever after. This is the happily ever after. Right. I've always been waiting for. Right. Meanwhile, we're like still lying probably and like sneaking around, <laughs> and his parents are like, "What are you doing? Like you can't move <laughs> in with this girl." My mom's like, "Ah, I don't know. I'm a little worried when people tell you they love you after twenty. Your it wasn't even twenty four hours. I think it was like thirteen hours. She's like, I don't know." Hey, Anna, this just seems a bit rushed. And I was like, it's not, Mom. Like, you don't understand. I was like, nobody understands us. Like, it's us against the world. Right. Yeah. And, it, and, and in that sense, it's kind of fun. Because right. it, fe it feels like you're winning or something. Because well, every day you're still together, you're proving everyone wrong. Yeah, totally. Like, it was yeah. just like a big middle finger to everybody. Right. That we were like, we're fine. Like, we're going to work this out. Yeah. And so that's... Um, that's how we were. We, right. we felt that way towards everybody. And we felt like, um, I don't know. We were, it, it, then, then, I mean, it's much different now. I'm almost 31. So right. I was like 24 when this was going on. I had a much different view of relationships and what I was looking for back then. So I had nothing to like base it on. So I was just like, yeah, isn't, doesn't everybody like, <laughs> do this kind of stuff sure and everyone's like no we don't okay so now he's living in la i remember he and i met up for a beer and it was pretty strained it was right around it was probably in december sure um and we only spent a lot of time on it right but at that point i think i was okay with you i think i'd come along to around to the fact that like well as long as they get married i guess this yeah, is all worth it yeah and you told me you're like yeah. i really hope you guys <clears throat> like this is serious <clears throat> excuse me and you guys aren't just like doing this to do it. And I was like, no, we really, I really believed it. Right. Like, oh, I just feel so bad for myself. Like yeah. looking back, I'm like, oh no, you poor girl. <laughs> what are you thinking? But so, I really was like, yeah, we're getting married. I okay. told you that. So then after what, a couple months, you guys decide to go back to the East Coast? So because he grew up here, yeah. um, he was like, look, I'm just so not into L.A. I grew up here. I'm not into it. My family's on the East Coast. Your family's on the East Coast. Um, that's where both of us are. You know, our families are based. Why are we living here? And at that point, it made complete sense for me to leave because right. I was making no money. I was working a shitty day job I hated. Yeah. I was, I mean, there was like, toxic mold in my apartment like when we moved the couch away there was like black mold everywhere and i was like oh so i don't need to get my tonsils out and have the surgery it's just all the black mold in my apartment oh, that's making me sick i mean i was like super sick yeah for months and so i'm like living in this terrible apartment and you know I, it made sense i was like this guy that i love and want to be with long term 
wants to leave LA, of course I would go with him. Right. What what do I have keeping me here? Right. So we decide that we are going to move to the DC area and we are going to like stay with our families in North Carolina for a little bit and look for apartments. And, um, and at that point I was working and he wasn't. So I was like, I mean, I was the only one having income coming in and he was like, look at that point, I'll have a job and we can get a really nice apartment and it'll be great. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like it just sounded so nice, right. just some stability yeah. and it made sense. And I was excited. And so I was like, yeah, I'm cool with leaving LA. So we made a plan to leave LA Okay. together. Yes. Yes. And he was like, you should like, let's just sell everything in the apartment. Cause like why we don't, why would we spend the money to have a U-Haul bring it back to the East coast right. when we can just buy new stuff there because I'm going to have a job and you'll get a job. And so I was like, yes, I'm going to trust this man <laughs> that I've known for two months or however long it was at that yeah, this point there. to convince me to leave LA. Granted, I needed to leave that apartment because I feel like I might be dead right. <laughs> if I still lived sure. there. So maybe he saved my life. But, yeah. um, but you know, I was... He, I, I would have never left LA and I would have like never gotten rid of all my stuff. Right. Like I would have <laughs> never sold. I mean, I literally sold got sold and got rid of everything I owned. I only had, I had like clothes, I think in a trash bag and I brought back like a lamp. <laughs> I got rid of everything. Like computer, like everything, everything. Wow. Like I, I got rid of it. Cause he kept saying to me, we don't need this. We don't need this. We don't need this. Like we only have two little cars. Like we only yeah. have, we don't have a bunch of space and you know, to think like to put books and clothes and, um, you know, your car will fill up very quickly, sure. I've learned. So yeah. I really couldn't take anything. So right. I got rid of all my dishes, all, everything. I mean, everything. I did not own any bag of clothes. Bag of clothes. And a lamp. And a lamp. <laughs> Seriously, that's yeah. all I had. Okay. All right. So then what? You get on the road. So are you caravanning, I assume? Yeah. yeah. Well, kind of. Okay. Because here's what happened. So we get on the road and um we're all, yeah, we're caravanning because he's in his car. I'm in my car. Yeah. And as soon as we hit the freeway, he like guns it. <laughs> Seriously. He just like leaves me in the dust. Oh. And I'm driving and and I don't I can't see him. I don't know where he is. And he's in front of me. Like I'm trying to figure out if he's in front of me. And and I was like going the speed limit. It's right. not like I was like going under. Yeah. And he just guns it and just totally leaves me. And like an hour and a half later calls me and says, hey, I'm at this rest stop. <laughs> Where are you? And I was like, where am I? I'm driving. Like, <laughs> I thought we were supposed to do this together. Like, what if I break down? Like, do you not care about me? Like, what if like, what if like, a tr what if like a tractor trailer hits my car and like, you'll have no idea that I'm dead. Like, you just left me. He was like, no, you were just driving really slow. If this doesn't if this doesn't clear the air. He said, I'm at a rest stop. He said, he says, but where are you? I look at this, the green sign and it says rest stop and it's 32 miles away. Holy shit. He like totally just like gunned it and left me. And it took me like 30 minutes to get to this sure. rest stop. Clearly. Yeah. It wasn't like he was a couple minutes in front of me. Right. I was like, Hey, where are you? 
and I was right behind him. Yeah. I was like very miles away. I was like very far away. Wow. So from like from the start of the trip, (laughs) I was like, this is not good. (laughs) This is not good. We're still getting married. We're still uh, going to get married. But I was like, (laughs) going to have to stop the manicures because we're going to have to put some very, we're going to have to make a big investment in couples counseling. Like I need to let him know that he can't leave me on the freeway right and be 32 miles ahead of me yeah. like that's not cool no but i i didn't con- I, of course i didn't confront him or say anything i was just like hey like sorry it took me so long because that's the kind of person i was then right. like i didn't speak up for myself or stand up for myself and say hey that really hurt my feelings and like i don't think that's cool we're doing this together i would appreciate it if we like drove together. And I think at some point I probably said something because I think we made the decision that I would be in front. That yeah. way he wouldn't le- like, le- he wouldn't leave me again. Yeah, put his pedal to the metal. Yeah. Put the pedal to the metal. Yeah. So yeah. So we're, so we drive across the country. I think it took us like five days. Okay. And how are like the nights and stuff at the hotel? I mean, they're like terrible. Like, really? yeah. Like he was like, I need you to, um, Oh my God, he's going to kill me. <laughs> Like, it was just like, it it was just bad. Like, he would get annoyed with me because I would say, oh, I'm hungry. And he'd say, well, why didn't you get food when we stopped, you know, three hours ago? And I was like, well, I wasn't hungry three hours ago, but now I am. And it was like... what happened was a shit got real. Right. You know, it's always fun and games in the beginning when you're living in La La Land, quite literally. Yes. And, you know, you're just like, yeah, this is great. But then when you're like actually having to live with somebody and... Well, because you're by yourself, the whole drive... It sounds like he's starting to think... This was a terrible idea. Oh, totally. I knew. He's starting to snap at you and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, totally. And I knew that. I was just like, oh, my God, this is such a nightmare. Like, he is so annoyed with him and I'm so annoyed with him and we're not on the same page and what's going on. And, you know, I don't think he he, I don't think he was like trying to be an asshole to me. I just think he was annoyed and didn't know what to do. And of course, like people act like that when they're stressed out. Everybody does. Everybody either acts like a dick or an asshole or they're. Um, or they're rude or they're short or, you know, people when they're like emotions are activated when they're stressed out. Right. And, and I'm sure he was worried like, oh my God, what have I done? Right. The reality of the situation is taking shape. Yeah, totally. Okay. All right. So, so, um, so we, so the way that you can drive back to the East coast is you can take 40 all of the way. So right. we decided to do that. And even though it was going to add an extra day, I have friends that live in Nashville. So I was like, why don't we stop in Nashville? It'll be fun because we weren't, we weren't doing much while we were doing the cross country drive. We were mainly right. just driving and sleeping. So right. I was like, why don't we do like one thing that's fun? Yeah. So we stopped in Nashville. Um, and we were like maybe, um, 30 minutes outside of um, Nashville and I think we got food or something and he said to me after we ate um, hey will you come with me to go for a walk around the restaurant and I was thinking oh my god like what is he and he and he was like do you ever want to like just be on a deserted island oh Which is funny because he's not the only boyfriend that said that to me. What does that say about me? I well, we'll get to that, I guess. So, Jesus. Oh my God. So he's like, yeah. Do you ever want to like live? He's gonna kill me. Do you ever want to live on like a deserted island? (laughs) And I remember just 
feeling <laughs> shocked, <laughs> kind of angry, but like mainly hurt. Like my feelings were very hurt. Like someone right. punched me in the stomach. Yeah. And I was like, no, I mean, I would live on a deserted island with you because right. I love you. And he's just like, yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I've just been thinking about it a lot. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's how that conversation went and ended. So we get in the car. We stop. <laughs> that was it? That was the conversation? That was it. I okay. mean, it was like All the right. most bizarre, weird. <laughs> because like I, you know, I definitely like push things away. And right. obviously that was not a reality I wanted to face then. No. We were in like a Cracker Barrel parking lot. I'm like, <laughs> we're not going to do this here. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not going to ruin my dinner. <laughs> No, not ruin Cracker Barrel. No, like Cracker Barrel is not going to, not going to end this way. <laughs> okay. So, so you keep driving. So then we drive to Nashville and we show up at my friend's apartment and it's so awkward because we've just had this like super weird conversation. Yeah, existential. About how he, yeah, he's having this like existential crisis <laughs> and, I, and I'm just like, and my friends are like, we're so happy for you guys are moving to like the East Coast. And, and I'm just like, yeah, totally. <laughs> we're like, everything's great. What were you thinking about on that last leg of the trip to your friends, like from Cracker Barrel to your friends? I house? was thinking, okay, what am I going to do? Like right. this, like, what am I going to do? Here's the thing. I was thinking in the back of my mind, like, what's my contingency plan if this does end? But then, but then... I would come in and say, but it, it's not, right? You know, okay. like it's yeah, not, yeah. like yeah. don't be silly. Yeah. Like it's good, it's good. We're in, a, and I kept saying we're in a stressful situation. We're driving across the country. He's getting annoyed with me. It makes sense yeah. if you're with someone all day long and right. doing nothing but driving. Of course, you're going to get annoyed. Right. So I just chalked it up to that and was like, it'll be fine. Like right. once we get to the East Coast, we're almost there. It's the last leg of the trip. Right. Stressful. Um. Yeah. So I just thought. You know, it will be fine. As soon as we get to North Carolina, we'll be fine. Right. You know, we'll be back with our families. And and my friends were so excited to see us. And we went to dinner and it was fun. And um, so, yeah. So, I didn't think it, really anything of right. it. Yeah. So, um, so, we come back to my friend's apartment where we, where we were staying. In Nashville. In yeah. Nashville. And we, I don't know, I think we opened a bottle of wine. And I wasn't really drinking because I was like stressed. Right. I was like worried about the rest of the trip and, and I wasn't worried about us breaking up. Like right. I wasn't worried about that at all. I think I was just worried about how are we going to get along, continue to get along for the rest of this trip and how are we going to like get back to where we were in LA. Right. So he starts drinking and <laughs> you know, and he's drinking and drinking and it's like three in the morning and everyone's like, Oh, we, you know, we got to go to bed. Right. So we go back to it to like the room where we're sleeping in and he's just laying there like staring at the ceiling. And I was like, what is going on with you? Like, seriously, like you tell me this like weird <laughs> We have this like, <laughs> we have this like weird encounter at Cracker Barrel <laughs> first. You leave me in the dust. You're like 32 miles away from me. Like very extreme things. Right. These are like little nitpicky things. Like right. you didn't open the door for me. It's right. like, what? You left me 32 miles away. <laughs> you told me you wanted to be on a deserted island. <laughs> I was like, what's going on with you? Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't know. I'm just like. 
I don't know. I'm just messed up. And I was like, I'm messed up too. Right. Like, oh no, this is repeating itself. You know, I'm like, well, I'm crazy too. Like, yeah. so yeah. And so he's like, I don't, I, I just like, I just don't feel good. And I'm just like so desperate to make this work at this point because right. it's like all I have. Yeah, so you're I'm all just, in. Like, yeah, I'm all in. I've like sold all my shit. I have like nothing. I have like no job, no money, no furniture, nothing. I've left LA where all my friends are. So I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm a mess. We're both a mess. This is just what happens to people. We've just moved and we're in this new relationship and it'll be fine. And he's like, I don't think, but I don't know if it's going to be fine. And at that moment, it was like the dome shut down on me. And like just someone, again, someone punched me in the stomach. Probably how you felt when he's told you we we were together. That's how I felt when he said, and he didn't break up with me. He just said, I don't, I don't know. Right. And I said, I understand you're feeling uneasy and this is stressful. And you know, this is a lot of pressure on you. It's a lot of pressure on both of us and, but we'll be fine. And he's like, but I don't think we'll be fine. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I just wanted him to just tell me. Right. Like at that point I was just like, okay, we don't need to beat around the bush here. Right. You don't need to bullshit me. You've been through these types of answers before. Yeah. Like that's what I said. Like, just tell me. And so he's like, he said to me, I'll never forget this. He said, I'm just, it's just, I'm paralyzed with fear of committing to you. And I said, well, by definition, if someone becomes paralyzed, they don't walk again. Like they can go to physical therapy, sure, and try. Right. Um, but what you're saying is like you will never commit to me. Is that true? Is that what you're trying to say? And he was just like, yes. Like very coldly, oh. like, yes. So there we are in Nashville. I have n- nothing. I were and we're at my friend's apartment who th- who literally thinks. We're like so in love. Right. We're moving to DC. They're like so happy for us. Like our families are like so happy for us to like come home. And and he's just told me that he basically doesn't want to do this with me and he w- is not going to commit to me. And I was like, well, what the, is the point then? You know, it's not like this is some casual thing and we're like, yeah, it's cool. No worries. Like yeah. I'll see you around. <laughs> I'm like, I have just moved sit across this uh, across the country. With yeah. you. Yeah. Well, not with you because you left me. So I <laughs> right. guess I was trailing behind you right. on this cross-country drive. What do you mean you can't do this? And he he made it very clear. He was like, I cannot. I'm paralyzed with fear of like commitment. And I'm, and then in my mind, I'm like, is it me? Like, is he just, you know, fearful of committing to me? Like, right. is it something I've done? Is he fearful of everybody? Like, will he be like this? Like, is he going to do this to the next girl he dates also? You know, it's easy to kind of think... Maybe it's you to say, obviously I took it personally. Of course I took it personally, you know? Of course. So we fall asleep. And then the next morning, I think I said something like, did you meet like, like, I feel like that was a dream. Like, was that real? And he was like, yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, but, you know, it's it's cool. Like, so, you know, something like, you know, it was just like, so, we were so dysfunctional. Yeah. Like, he was just like, yeah, but we'll like, f-, you know. And I was like, yeah, we'll figure it out. 
like no self-esteem just like yeah that's fine like oh. i'll stay with you anyway yeah. you know i was just so because i was so desperate to make that work i'd given up everything right. to like be with him and to move and i really i mean I, and i think it was less of, i mean of course i like had feelings for him and um obviously we cared about each other um i don't think we would have done that if we didn't but you know i I I think I was so invested in making it work to prove everyone wrong because I was also mortified that we were going to move across the country and break up and then everyone's going to be like, we told you. Right. Yeah. Told you. You know. Right. Yeah. Beyond just the feelings that you, you know, had for him still at the time. It's also, yeah, what you just said. And then it's just like, I've got to make this work because I have literally nothing else. No, no, totally. Yeah. Totally. And he did because he's like based on the East Coast and, you know, I. I really at that point had been in LA for a while and really had set up my life there. So there was really no reason for me to be on the East coast except to be with right. him. I mean, I would have never moved back there had it not been for him. Right. So we like fake tried to make it work, uh -huh. um, for like two months. Um, and it was like on and off and, you know, I would get angry and say like, N I want like, you need to never call me again. And then he would like randomly text me like funny websites. And then I would like call him pissed and say, why are you texting me? Like you broke up with me when we, before we even made it to, to North Carolina. <laughs> Were you each living at your we family's home? Yes. Okay. Which is what? Like 45 minutes apart from uh, each other? A little bit. Hour? Yeah. Maybe like an hour and a half. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, so we would, like, randomly see each other, and we were, like, fake trying to make it work. But, but what was that like when you initially got back to North Carolina? Like, where did you part ways? Um, like, when, when did we, like, officially break up? Well, just, like, uh, from Nashville to North Carolina. Oh, it was so terrible. And I right. cried the whole drive there. And I was, like, just, like, worried and felt sick to my stomach and just felt so terrible. I mean, I was, like, so – I was so flipped out. I was, so did, did you go to your parents' house and he went to his parents' so house? So we stayed there? at my parents' house because oh, it's God. on the way. Right, it's from right, right. You know, it's, like, Nashville, my parents, and then his parents. Right. And then he left my parents and then went to his parents' house. <sighs> and we had made the decision, like, when we got to my parents' house that we were going to, like, try to give it a go. And yeah. he was just, like, you know, I think I was just – tired and frustrated oh, okay. and i was just like totally i trust you <laughs> of course you were you know and i was just like he's we're never gonna break up we're getting married like this is not right. we're not gonna end right. i was so like just like you i was so in denial i was so unaware of like what was actually going on so desperate to make it work so he's right. living at his his parents house i'm living at my parents house and for like two months or so i'd say we like fake dated that's right. what i call it yeah you know, when you're like fake dating someone, you're like not really together, right. but nobody, but neither of you want to pull the plug because right. you're like, don't want to be lonely and sad. So you're just like, we'll fake date. What was the final? The final straw. Yeah. I'm trying to think. So the final straw was he, he called me and said, oh, the, Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about this. I totally forgot. I just remembered this. Yeah. I was seeing a new therapist because let's face it. Yeah. I need therapy at all times. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm in Nashville now. I can 
Now I'm going to go see another therapist because clearly I'm very susceptible to other people's opinions, clearly, and am very open to other people's opinions about my life. So I was seeing this therapist and I remember I was sitting outside of her office and I called you and I, I was like confiding in you about us being like on the outs and not, you know, like not knowing what was going on with us. And (laughs) you were like super kind to me and like, but I don't, I'm sure there was a part of me that was like, (laughs) tell me more about your breakup. Well, I, I do remember that call. And I think it's funny because that was around the time that I had just like made peace with it. Yeah. And I was like, well, I hope they're happy together. Yeah. And then you call me to be like, it's all going <laughs> to hell. And so I don't know that I was like satisfied. In fact, I was probably annoyed that it had gone to hell. Because I was like, all of this shit and For now this? it's not even... <laughs> Trust me, if that's how you felt, how do you think I oh, felt? Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I've been, you know, I mean, you clearly needed somebody, so I was just being supportive. Yeah, because I mean, you knew both of us, and you know, clearly know him very well, and yeah. you were like a good person to confide in, and, and I just remember thinking, wow, that how mature and respectful and kind you were, and understanding of where I was coming from. I was like, I'm, like, I wouldn't call you if I didn't need your support yeah. and, and help, like, I'm... I'm very hurt. Yeah. You know, I was feeling a lot of things, but the root of it was I was hurt. I trusted somebody and made this big decision and I have to take accountability for, I mean, I did it. He didn't like force me to do anything. Um, but I couldn't help that I was hurt. I was still, I felt like betrayed. And so, what did I say? So you said to me, so I was standing outside and I said, I only have a few minutes to talk. And you were like, yeah, you know, I kind of figured you guys were on the outs because Scrody told me there was another girl he was interested in. Oh. And I, I mean, that was like, I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad you told me because I needed to hear things like that. Like, look, you guys are not, I know you think you're getting married, but you're actually not. And you're, and realistically, you're never going to speak again and you're going to block them on Facebook and all social media channels, you know? So I needed to hear that. I think I needed some reality and I was so devastated. I was like, Oh my God, this is me. He doesn't like me. He likes some other girl. What's going on. And then he later told me he was hanging out with his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And you, I remember you told me that. And so I went into this therapist and I said, what am I supposed to do? This guy, you know, he, he told, he told me he needs to take a break with me. I'm like, what is up with guys and breaks? Yeah. Like just break up with me. We don't need to drag this out. It's cool. Like you're torturing me by telling me you want to go on a break. Like just end it. We don't need to do this weird dance together. Like, just break it off. So he, and I was tortured by it because he was like, I need to go on this break and I just need some time to figure myself out. And he called me and said, I'm, oh my God, this is so insane, but it's true. He called me while we were on this break and said, I'm in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't make it to the deserted island. I'm in the woods. He's going to kill me. <clears throat> he goes, he calls me and I'm like, where are you? Like, sounds like you're in like a, fo- like in a forest. <laughs> and he's like, well, I am. <laughs> he's like, I'm in like my, pa-. and his parents like have this like very like woodsy, yeah, they do, you know, yeah. it's not like a proper like yard. It's right. like the forest, like yeah. the woods. <laughs> and yeah. he was just like, yeah, I've been like walking around the woods alone. And I've just been like thinking, I'm just like alone in the, in these woods. And I was like, this guy, <laughs> this guy, like, what am I doing? So I go to the therapist. And I'm like, this guy is like calling me, telling me he's alone in the woods. And 
<laughs> and then he like before told me he wanted to be on a deserted island. Like I'm getting, I'm getting the feeling he wants to be alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't think he wants to be with me anymore, but I was like still kind of unsure. And she was like, I think you're right. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear. This guy doesn't want to be with you. Yeah. Um, and I said, what do I do? Like, he wants to be on this break and I want to be respectful. Because he, I think he gave like a timeline. He was like, I just need three days to like think about things. And I was like, sure. I mean, that makes sense. I guess it's like if somebody offers you a job or something, a lot of times you have to like sleep on it and think about it. So I don't know. I was trying to be respectful of his space and his time. And I was like, sure. And I went to go see her. And it was like a day at, later after he said that. And she was like, what? You don't have to wait for him. No. She was like, what are you doing? Like, if you're pissed and annoyed because he's, like, calling you from the fucking woods. <laughs> like, I was just so, <laughs> the whole thing was just so insane. Right. So she was like, you don't have to do this to yourself. You can just call him and say, hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we need to talk about this, like, today. Right. You know, like, I'm because I, so, I was so tortured by it. So I called him. <laughs> he wasn't in the woods this time. He was actually in his car and he was like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm running an errand or something. What's up? And I was like, yeah, what's up? We need to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we need to, st to discuss what's going on here because whatever's going on is so fucked up. Right. Like, what are we doing? And so anyway, we like spoke and he was like, well, I have to go. He was like, I think he was like, working with like a child with special needs yeah, yeah. and he was like i've got it like i can't be upset around him because he's like very like aware of uh, other people's emotions and you know i don't want to be upset and i was like okay okay and it was like his first day so i was like okay just go do your thing and call me later yeah and he called me that night and um and he started and he started talking once again, like telling me about being alone and being in the, and like when he was reflecting in the woods and, you know, being on this deserted island. And I was yeah. like, look, I get it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. You know, just... like, and so I said to him, I was like, you need to stop, like, please stop calling me. Right. Like, like seriously. And I said to him, if you have respect for me, you will leave me alone. Like, we had a thing. It was great. It was fun. But like now it's over and there's no reason for us to like, we're never going to be friends again because yeah. how can you be friends with someone after like, I mean, no, something like that. I don't yeah. think, I mean, it's not like we were best friends before and had all these similar interests. We right. weren't even similar. So I was like, we, we need to just like move on. Right. So, and that was it. That was it. And that was it. And there I was with like my stuff in a trash bag <laughs> and living at my parents' house, just living the dream. But, you know, and it's commendable. And I mean, we, I don't want to gloss over it, but you got yourself back to, you know, you picked yourself up, you ended up moving to Nashville. Yeah. You were working like the music scene there. Yeah. Then you came back out here and, um, we don't need to say who, but you've been like the assistant to a bunch of very well-known celebrities out here. Just kicking ass. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, which is really awesome and commendable. I mean, that's just what happens in life, I guess, you know, like yeah. you get knocked down and then you just gotta yeah, you have, keep I, going. <laughs> yeah. I think when you're like, you're like, okay, every I'm in like the pit of hell right now, nothing can get worse. And so I, so the reason I moved to Nashville is because we broke up it or, you know, we essentially broke up in Nashville. That's was the end. Yeah. And so I always kind of had this negative feeling about Nashville, but I love Nashville as a city. <clears throat> 
And I decided while I was getting ready to, to move back out to LA, I would move to Nashville. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm going to go to that place. that's so terrible. And this terrible thing happened. And I'm going to go there and live there and prove to myself that it doesn't have to be terrible. Right. I don't have to like be upset about it that I didn't like, I think I just needed to prove to myself that I could like pick myself back up and do it again. You right. know, I could like yeah. be a human again, right? which I did. And then obviously I ended up like, coming back to LA, which I wanted to do, but it was kind of a blessing in disguise because I ended up working as an assistant in Nashville to a, um, songwriter who was, who's also a TV actor and worked for him. And then, then kind of like was able to align myself in that line of work and then move back out here and then have worked for quite a few other people out here. And I never thought I'd end up in that kind of work, but I did. And I'm grateful for it and grateful for my time in Nashville. Yeah. Um, so really what I'm trying to say is Scrody, thank you for fucking up my life because it actually ended up better because of it. How about that? How about that? Yeah. Well, that's, <clears throat> I mean, it's just crazy that two best friends fucked you over, basically using the same line of thought, yeah, which is totally. I need to be alone and figure myself out. Yeah, but his was like way more dramatic. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. I mean, the the comparisons are, are just purely based on what happened. The right. context was totally different. Right. Totally. Um, and uh, and yet here we are still chatting and being friends. Which yeah. Is pretty nice. Yeah, I think so. You know? Um, well, real quick, what is, uh, you, you've, uh, not only thrived in the ways we just talked about, but you created your own company. Yeah, I did. So, um, I, I think just from, I mean, everybody goes through hard times, of course. And I think just through like all of the shit that I've not just with relationships, but in life in general, and I've certainly had my own struggles, which I think is part of the reason why I've ended up in relationships like this is because I, unbeknownst to me, I was really struggling, um, and had no, I no idea what it was. Yeah. And so, and obviously I had some kind of inkling cause I was like seeking help through therapist. And so anyway, a few years ago I went and, um, saw a doctor and, you know, tried meds and it didn't really work. And then a few months ago I ended up going to another doctor and, he, I, I ended up getting like diagnosed with like three different things. And it was like, t it was like answering all of the questions as to like, why do I keep making these choices? And why am I like in these situations? And why do I feel so terrible all the time? And it was really liberating to know like, okay, there's like something going on. Right, it like, clicked. I, yeah, it clicked. Oh. I was like, okay, cool. So, um, <clears throat> And I think just through my experience of like working with people that have a public platform and to watch, like witness them using that platform to change things and discuss things, I realized there's like very limited information and awareness about mental health in general, regardless of a diagnosis. Like right. people just don't talk about it. They don't think it's real. They think it's made up or um, <clears throat> they, they don't respect it. And it's very real and very legitimate. And as somebody who has suffered through it myself and who's like continuing to try to work through that, um, I realized that there's, there was like this giant gap in the marketplace for products like involving, like surrounding around mental, um, just mental health in general. So what's the name of the company? So it's called Stablish because okay. everybody is stable ish. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, let's face we're all it. Just, we're okay. Yeah. Like everybody. fine. Yes. <laughs> but not really. But yeah. But, but like not really. But one thing away from just collapsing. Totally. And yeah. you know, and it's like you could have like PTSD and be stabilish and also like not have PTSD or clinical depression or any diagnosis and still be a dumpster fire because right. let's face it, life is shitty and hard and everybody's just trying the best they can to just get through the day. So we make like fun products, like funny award ribbons, like you got out of bed and oh, you, to like give yourself. Yeah. Like yeah. to give yourself. And we have yeah. like pill boxes and so we make self care kits and we have like, like a whole range of products that are fun and they just kind of celebrate. They're making, they're making the best of shitty situations, you right. know, cause that's all you, that's all anybody can do. And yeah. I honestly don't think I would be doing this now had I not had those experiences in the past, because I really do respect and honor those situations I was in because I learned so much right. from it. Yeah. And I also know at the end of the day, in, in that relationship specifically, he also was trying his best. Right. You know, like I can sit here all day and say, he did this and this and this and this. And it's funny and we can joke about it. But at the end of the day, he was just doing the best he could. Right. I mean, I'm sure he was totally flipped out. Oh, yeah. Then too. Absolutely. Of course he was. That was so stressful. So I think it's just taught me to be empathetic and kind to others and understand that everybody is just kind of working through things all yeah. the time. I mean, I don't know anybody who's not working through something, so. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, all the time. Well, where can people find mm -hmm. uh, your products and stuff? So we have a website where we sell our products. It's just stablish.com. Okay. And we've got Instagram and all of that good stuff. But <clears throat> yeah, if you just search Stablish. So it seems to definitely mm -hmm. just be a, a company and products that revolve around self-love, self-care. Totally. Being your best fan, you know, your yeah, biggest totally. fan. Yeah, <clears throat> um, that's great. That's yeah. an awesome Thanks. concept. And yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it's uh, it's just launched, right? Yeah, it's so just it's launched. New and this is your thing. Yeah, I know. I like quit. It's really scary. I like quit my very secure full-time job working like in the assistant world and just made, I was like, I've got to do this. It just yeah. felt like something I needed to do. So it's like super risky and scary. But every if you're going to make a move like this, it's you've just got to face it. So yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming on and talking about all this thank stuff. Thank you. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that we survived all of it. <laughs> me that, too. Uh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. And I look forward to going to your uh, stable-ish uh, launch party Yeah, it'll be fun. It will not. I can guarantee you that it won't be like your birthday. Because, <laughs> because first off, I'm not dating anybody. And secondly, I rarely drink at all. Now. Right. So, so, yeah. Be two sober people. Well, hopefully you have a couple of drinks because it's a big night yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, sure. You know, but, but yeah, it'll it be will, much more low-key. Yeah, totally. And you're going to like go home to your like girlfriend yes. who's like very sweet. Yes. So, you know, and I'm going to go home alone. So, well, sure. yeah. um, you know, it's fine. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. That was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you're getting ready for the holidays. As you can see, we've got uh, some stockings on the wall. Feeling nice and merry these days. But uh, yeah, the apartments, we got those, we got some candles and some lights and some, some, the stuff that you wrap around the stuff that glitters. Anyway, it's feeling very festive and uh, I hope you guys are having a great start to the holiday season. I'm gonna go now because my hand's getting shaky from holding this camera. So again, you can check out badtimesgoodstoriespod.com for past episodes, merch, and Patreon. 
please. It'd be the best Christmas gift ever. Support the show on Patreon. And feel free to leave that five-star review on iTunes. Until next Wednesday, keep laughing.